So, Bruce, do you want to yes. tell the listeners why you weren't on the podcast last episode? Yes, well, it's, I'll, I'll keep it brief. So, basically what had happened was, is that I was DJing the night before, and my laptop's broken, and I had to Honestly, no one wants to hear this. Let's venue. just no. fast forward, shall because we? Because of that, I then had forgot to bring a back to the No, anyway, I was After all that, I had to go and get some new underpants from the shops. Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to part two of our Beatnik Live special coming up on this show. We pick up where we left off on part one and bring you a bucket load more stuff for your ear holes. We get to taste the actual Beatnik beer. Uh, we talk 10 for 10 and Brewdog USA. Martin Dickey is in Australia. I visit Manchester. Ben visits Brewdog Distilling Co. And Chris nerds out over a canning line. We've heaps more, including Dave Lee, Wes and Carrie, Michael Kenyon. It's probably more I've forgotten. One I haven't forgotten, of course. Watty, he's on. If you've not listened to part one of this special, then stop right now and go and listen to that. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy a lovely hour of Brewdog silliness. Standard disclaimer time. We are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not speak for or work for them. So anyway, I'm messing this up. Let's just play some theme music. You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Dickey. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brew Dog News Podcast. Brew Dog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey, she's diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brew Dog News Podcast. It's Watty here for our mailroom again. So one of the things that is uh, often missed at Beatnik now, as we mentioned earlier, is the fact that this is supposed to be the Beatnik Brew Day. Of course, it's, it's changed out of all recognition now. The beer's actually brewed several months before. And uh, this year it was a sticky toffee... Sticky toffee pudding stout, wasn't it? That's it. Sticky toffee pudding stout. Uh, we've got some in front of us. Andrew, we don't normally do this, but what do you think of this? It's interesting. I think it was a bit too cold when I first got it, so... Um yeah, was was fine, and it's, as it's warmed up, it's got a bit better. So it's a nine percent, basically a double. Nine percent was yeah. it? I did not 9% know. Nine percent with um, what else is in the recipe? Oh, it's not an untapped, so we need to wait and find out. Um, but I don't believe it's suitable for vegans, so it must be a milk stout. There must be lactose in there, um, plus of course the flavourings to make it sticky toffee pudding flavour. Um, oh, let's let's give it a let's give it a go. I. <laughs> <laughs> I Don't slurp a beer on, into a microphone because it'll go down the wrong hole. Um, I, I got a taste of this earlier, and I, from my point of view, not a fan of stouts generally. Really? This one, I could drink this till the cows come home. Beautiful, really sweet, inoffensive, and I'm gobsmacked it's 9% now you've said that. I don't think it'll age particularly well. So with the combination of lactose and the adjuncts in there, it's, it's kind of like an Omnipolo sort of dessert beer. So it'll be good for a few months, I think. Interesting to see how it ages. There might be a fantastic base out there, actually, once it all eases off. But, uh, yeah, perfectly good idea. Interesting recipe. Interesting idea, which is what Beatnik's all about. Okay, well, there's a very grave danger here that we're going to end up actually talking about beer on this podcast. So I think we should should move very (laughs) swiftly on. Uh, One that you wanted to bring up, and we missed it, actually, for the last podcast. 10 for 10. What is that all about? So it's a special offer for all equity punks to... To celebrate the amount of money raised... Someone's very happy about it. I know. They saw you. Um, The amount of money raised... So something special to celebrate the money raised in EFP6 so far. Another 11,000 shareholders have joined the community so far. Um, So as a result, if you're an equity punk, there's a new way you can boost your referral points and rise up the referrals leaderboard with Brewdog's 10 for 10. What it means is that all equity punks who book a table for themselves and for nine or more friends in a UK Brewdog bar will score an additional 10% off their bill for them and 10% for each of their pals. So there's a special booking page. You can find it on the forum if you search number 10 for 10. Both those are numbers. Um, 
And of course, if you get five people to sign up for EFP6 on your recommendation with your referral code, you'll get three personalized cans of Hello, My Name Is with your name on it. So, Hello, My Name Is Rob. Or you could get it for the dog. Hello, My Name Is Molly. And that sort of Aww. thing. You remember the name of my dog. I mean, I prefer your dog to you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, fair point. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. There's a forum post. You can go and find that. And there's a sign-up form there. So if you've got nine friends, you should take them to a brewdog bar and get an extra discount. Brilliant. Now, one thing I really wanted to do was talk about uh, the new brewdog flight. We mentioned it briefly on the Not Last But Last But One podcast. How uh, much? You're now getting $300 worth of free brew books if you book that, which is... How much? $300 worth of drinking money, basically. Um, Okie dokie, BrewDog USA. Um, James posted up an interesting thing. Ian's there in the background. He's enjoying it. Uh, Yeah, BrewDog USA, they're doing very well. I know, Andrew, you've had a little bit of a look at some of these figures that they posted up. Tell us how they're getting Yeah, so taking a look at some of the numbers, the first thing to remember is that they use different metrics over there. It's not quite, you know, pounds and ounces versus kilos, but... They talk about depletions, which are sales from distributors to stores. I'm glad so, you've explained that because I had no idea what yeah, that So meant. because of the three-tier system, Brewdog don't sell directly to retailers. There's got to be a distributor in the middle in the US. So That's you right. actually look at two numbers. The number of cases Brewdog will sell. And once Brewdog have sold it, it doesn't mean it's been drunk. So we then look at depletions as the total cases actually sold onward to retailers. It gives you more of an idea of what's being drunk by the market out there. So total depletions are up 114%. That's amazing. Really is good. Um, versus 2018. And May was the biggest month in the history of BrewDog USA. 51,000 cases, which is 43% bigger than the best month in 2018. Actually, 21% higher than any other month this year. So the business seems to be growing quite nicely. In terms of context, they've only actually added one new state in West Virginia, plus they've added DC, which obviously isn't a state. There's eight new wholesalers coming on board too. What I thought was interesting actually was the business split. So over half of the business of BrewDog USA is in Ohio, and that's growing 90% year over year, which is still really impressive growth. That's that's the kind of numbers that they've seen in the UK in the initial days, yeah. So that's really promising from a small base, so it's still pretty small scale compared to the Ellen outfit, but still pretty good. Uh, Midwest is doing well as well. So that's Indiana, Illinois, and Missouri, and that's growing 132% year over year. And it's now almost 20% of business. So it's nice that it's radiating out from Ohio in that way into the local market too. Mid-Atlantic, which is sort of your New York, New Jersey area and what further afield, grew 182%. It's almost a quarter of the business actually. So the strategy was get into the big cities. Let's look at bars. I know they're looking at bars in uh, Brooklyn, for example. Let's get into Boston, Philly. Let's get into New York as, as well. So that is all helping. So lots of stuff on the forum if you're interested and want to find out a little bit more. But yeah, really promising results stateside. Awesome. Um, I don't have much to add to that. However, I do have a slightly similar thing to add. Speaking about breweries that aren't in the UK, BrewDog Australia. Did you spot that Martin Dickey made a little video? I did. And do you think everybody listening to this heard it and saw it? I, I didn't actually watch a video, so I'd like to hear it. So shall we play it? Yeah, let's play the audio. It, 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 does it, it does what it should do. Hey, I'm Martin Dickey, co-founder of BrewDog. Our mission at BrewDog is to make other people passionate about great craft beer. We're coming all the way from the northeast of Scotland, down under. This is going to be home to our new brewery and HQ in Australia. This brewery will house an incredible 25 hectoliter system that will allow us to create amazing small batch one-off beers as well as our core lineup like Punk IPA. We'll also be introducing a barrel aging program where we can develop an exclusive set of Australian wood aged wonders. And we'll be opening a BrewDog tap room, a great place to relax, chill out and have an amazing craft beer. We're fired up to become part of the Brisbane community and to become part of the exciting Australian craft beer scene. Plus, I'll get to spend a lot more time in Australia, which is great because the weather's much better than Scotland and you have those really cute koala bears. I'm gonna see if I can get one as a pet. We're keen to hear from you here on the Breed On News podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. We haven't got any messages this week, but 
as is the tradition in this section, I managed to grab Watty earlier. Oh, there's a uh, surprise. <laughs> well, as we got off the bus, there he was. Uh, well, I saw a John Deere tractor. There's only one person that could be hanging around here, so... Martin Jackie? No, it was Watty. Here's the audio. Right, here he is. Hold on. Watty, Watty! 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 Oh, Watty, come here, come here, come here. Hi, hi, Bob, free the end. How are you? Me too, bad Maloon, free the end. This is a surprise. Uh, well, you're obviously here on work. I mean, you're covered from head to toe in. Oh, I apologise about this smell. It's a wee bit rough, like it. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's good to see you. Um, what, are you, what are you up to? Are you coming to Beatnik? I'm afraid not. Ne after last year, no. Uh, I'm just in by to get my growler filled and then uh, get back because it's going to be a long day and uh, I'll maybe hear a beery the next and we'll be sorted again. <gasps> oh, that's a shame, mate. It would have been good to spend some time with you. I know there's heaps of folk who are keen to meet you, like, but uh, yeah, smiling like that, maybe, maybe not the... Oh, it's near the best. The wife likes it, but no, no. <laughs> Anyway, I've got to get going, but, uh, well, I thought I'd left you, Ken, that me and Sandy are going to make a beer. Ooh. Aye, it's not going to be ready for a while, eh? but uh, we're going to make a, a stout or a porter, that depends on who turns out, and then uh, we're, we're going to smoke it with some, uh, some, some deer. <laughs> some deer? Aye, I see. Abdi smokes it with, with meat and stuff like that, but we're going to use uh, venison. It's a real meaty sort of taste, and then, uh, well, Sandy's picked up a bottle. He hasn't told me if it's going to be in it. So it may be whiskey, or it may be roja. Ah. So we'll just need to find out, but a smoked porter with venison and possibly a touch of roja or whiskey. Rioja, yeah. We, we should um, we, sh we should really submit this to one of the, you know the Brewdog got this new thing now where you can submit ideas for beers. So oh, aye, we that should. would save me here to do it. I could get get Jimmy and uh, Merton to do it. Aye, well, you know they've they've not been very receptive to your ideas so far, but we can try. I still need to go through the doggy. I'll let you go. I need to go get sound for this podcast. Cheers, why Good to see you, buddy. Hello, Bob. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Yeah, so there we are. Watty in good spirits as ever. Um, yeah, he's talking about ideas for beers then, uh, Andrew. And Brewdog have got a new thing on the go just now. Uh, when I was down in Manchester, I actually saw Northern Monk have got a very similar thing on the go. But uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so this kind of goes from the whole Brewdog having homebrewing in their DNA. So they did DIY Dog, as we just talked about. They're going beyond that now. They're going to let Equity Punks work with them to design and brew new beers. So as of July, Equity Punks will be able to submit their beer ideas and have their creations enjoyed by thousands of people around the world, as they say. So basically, you send in your submissions and then the brew team will check over the submissions and will come up with a showcase of three each month of the submissions every other month for the next six months. So there should be at least three different batches of submissions coming in. Now then, the equity punks who are responsible, whether it's people by themselves or whether you're in a group of up to five, you get invited to one of Ellen or Columbus. I assume which one's local to you. So if you're in Bristol, you're not getting flown to Columbus. We go to Ellen. And then you'll be welcome to join and scale up to a full production batch. You'll also get 24 beers once they're released. The beers will be available to buy on draft in the UK, European and North American bars. And uh, you can buy them from BrewDog.com if you're in the UK or in Europe as well, because it's not legal in the US. So there will be a page on the BrewDog blog, and that's where you can submit your entries. But in the meantime, please do get thinking about what it is you would like to see brewed on the BrewDog Brew Kit. Okay, next up, I went to visit Manchester for the EFP preview night. Of the, it was the brand new Manchester Outpost. I've loads to say in this. It was truly great back, being back in Manchester because I was a student there, as I'm sure I've mentioned before. Oh, didn't uh, know that. And, no, I, and I, well, I really, really love that city. Um, I know I know you're not the biggest fan of Manchester, but I have got, I mean, good so Brudog much bar. love for it. Really good. Hey. Brudog, Manchester 1's a really good bar. I like that. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I got to meet a bunch of folks that was there, not least of which was Sam, who is the GM of Northern Monk in Manchester. 
Uh, you can hear my interview with him at the end of the show. But in the meantime, here's some random stuff I recorded whilst at the opening of this huge new bar. Raise your glasses and welcome to Brewdog Manchester Outpost. Thanks everyone, enjoy your night. David is kind of crazy busy in here. I really appreciate you taking the time out. We found we found a relatively quiet spot, a lovely spot called a lounge, which has what well, looks like plants on the wall. It's right, kind of cool, not very Brewdog. So anyway, I'll shut up. How are you? Uh, thank you for doing the toast and tell us all about this bar. Rob, I'm really good. Um, really delighted to get this place off the blocks and up and running. Um, and let's describe this one a little bit. So we are in Brewdog Manchester Outpost. Uh, it's a large location for us, it's six and a bit thousand square feet, so second biggest in the UK after after Tower Hill. And um, we are, we're super excited about it. What, one of the key things we're super excited about is that we've got an awesome five hectolitre brew kit downstairs, which we will make the most of in terms of beers that are unique to this location. 24 taps of awesome beer. Uh, we've got some temperature controlled lines as well, which is really, really important to us in some of the newer locations. You're going to see much more of that. Uh, we've got our first ever dedicated beer school zone, which is really cool, really kind of immersive space to hang out or, or to have a beer school, which we're excited about. And I think overall, our, our full food menu here of burgers and brunch and stuff. But I think overall, what I'm most excited about here is that this is, this is intentionally an evolution of the look and the feel and the offering of a Brewdog location. And I think the team have done a really incredible job of, you know, adding you know, some interesting new touches, innovating in ways with the customer experience and what this place looks like. And um, and we always need to keep pushing the thing forward every time we do one of these things. So. Absolutely. Um, I, I was a student here in Manchester. Uh, we used to come down Oxford Road quite regularly because the bars here was so much better than our university over in Salford. And I would have loved this place. I would have been here every single weekend if I could have been. Um, yeah, location-wise, and so why why did you guys choose this? Well, as you know, Rob, we've got really we got a really cool bar in Peter Street, and it's been really very very successful. Um, year after year, it grows and does really really well. Manchester overall is a really important market for us. Um, the beer scene's incredible, um, and the wider on and off premise, we sell a lot of beer. Um, so we started thinking it was about time that we had a, a second location, and when we were doing a potential second outpost list than it was always at the top so that was the embryo of it and here because we feel there's enough distance between this and the first location um, and also the uh, the university are our landlords here actually and I think that being in the heart of the university quarter was a really important part of the choice of location um, and I think what you're going to find is that the site gets used all day for lots and lots of different reasons and hence why there's some different areas like this, hence why desk dog where people can come and hang out on their laptop and work during the day, etc., etc. I think will be really important. So um, really interesting market for us overall. And I think this location is sufficiently different from the first one. I think, yeah, trying not to be sort of cynical from the business point of view, but there's also a lot of untapped EFPs here. There's a lot of people who can come along to the brew dog and go, okay, this isn't what I know about beer. Yeah, no, I think so. And I think that for me, the, the, the joyous bit about us opening these new locations is that every time we open one, we add 20, 30, 40 new awesome beer-slinging ambassadors to the team. We add thousands of square foot of awesome trading space where keep, people can enjoy genuine, awesome craft beer. Um, and we open ourselves up to a brand new market with every single location. And that has a massive knock-on effect on the brand as a whole, our beer sales as a whole, and just people's knowledge and interaction with, with Brewdog in general. So yeah, I think we're going to get a big positive hit in Manchester on the back of this one. Cool. And uh, one question I did have, Andrew brought this up on the last podcast. He's going, I don't understand where this figure of 90 bars comes from. Um, by my reckoning, I was thinking it was including the Draft House bars. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I think I always say it's 90 sites, so it's including the draft house bars. It's also got the hotel in there. Um, so, yeah, we have 90. This is our 90th location. We actually have 91 of you include the Stone Berlin location as well, which is currently under under refurbishment. So, yeah, we, we often have these conversations around what is the right number. Everyone intent... At the end of it, everyone always goes, ask Dave, he'll know the real number. Um, 
Um, um, uh, so I seem to have ended up being the guardian of that. And the reason actually that I think it's got a little bit more important recently is because we're edging close to, to 100 and everyone's trying to predict what number 100 is going to be. So, um, and I'm not quite ready to do that just yet. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're 90 locations, retail locations overall. It's going to, 100 is going to be brewed on clocks and we all know that, that's obvious anyway. <laughs> it's been lined up all along to be brewed on clocks, yeah. Um, David, thank you. I know you've got 100 million things to do this evening, but what's next uh, in terms of the next opening? Where are you next couple of weeks? What's happening? Um, next opening is Nice, which is a week today. Um, so we're super excited about that. Um, um, so I, um, I'm actually in Aberdeen for a few days next week, heading over to Nice for the opening, which is great. Um, and then at the moment, and apologies to anyone in the team if I miss any out here, but we're on site at the moment building Cambridge. Um, I was at St Andrews last week where we started building St Andrews. We're on site in Dublin at the moment, very start of that project, which is 30% bigger than this, which is a really big site for us. Um, uh, we are we have Cincy, Cincinnati and Indianapolis next in the US um, and I think that's it at the moment in terms of what we're building so yeah tons happening um, and um, and we kind of roll on through into the second half of the year but we should between now and now and the end of December add another 14 15 locations so busy busy literally no idea how you don't look incredibly tired all the time because it's such a workload but well, there's, a, there's a good answer to that which is that and i was talking about this to some of the guys earlier the process of opening these bars now compared to three or four years ago is just so radically different and the reason it's radically different is that the team who do this stuff are just absolutely incredible and um relentless determined uh, brilliant in the face of adversity and there's tons of that when you're opening new bars and um, yeah we, um, uh, we've just got a phenomenal team in the bars gang who are knocking this stuff out David as ever it's always a pleasure to speak to you sir thank you very much for doing the toast thank you very much for getting this bar home and good luck with the next few and I'll hopefully get you on the podcast again in a few weeks time anytime Rob thanks very much Geraldine, last time I met you uh, was in, in Tower Hill and now your, your shiny, happy face is here in Outpost Manchester. How have they dragged you up here? What's going on? Uh, so at Tower Hill, we do something that's called a dog walk. Uh, and it's kind of a hybrid beer school brewery tour. We take people into our beautiful on-site brewery. Uh, and one of my jobs was to create that. And so they have brought me here to train the staff on the brewery tour dog walks here at Manchester. So I'm here for the week, just helping them out. Awesome, and um, the brewery here, it's not in use yet by the looks of it. It's damn close though, is it? Uh, I believe there are plans for first brew tomorrow. So uh, they were gonna start today, uh, but there is a box that is missing in action, so they couldn't brew today. And for the listeners who have no idea, have never been to Tower Hill and are never going to get to come to Manchester in the next few weeks, how would you describe the difference between the two? Uh, so the Manchester brew kit is a 10 hectoliter kit, whereas at Tower Hill... Oh, no, Tower Hill's a 10. <laughs> Should we do... way off. <laughs> okay, I'll ask again. So, for, folk, for folks who... Ha- no, in fact, hold on. No, I'm going to how does the one in the outpost here in Manchester compare? Uh, here in Manchester, it's a little, little different. It's a five hectoliter kit, so a uh, little smaller batches. Uh, at Tower Hill, we actually have a mash kettle and then a louder ton. Uh, here they have a mash louder and then a kettle. So different brewing process. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do things. I'm really excited to be here tomorrow and see how they brew. Awesome. Now you have been at Tower Hill since it opened, so this will be. What, nine months? Yeah. <gasps> this, year. this definitely isn't the third time we've had to try and record this little bit. Um, yeah, so um, how are you finding it? Are you are you still really happy in BrewDog world? Is it, is it exactly what you expected? Has it changed much over the last 14 months? Um, it's, it's, been, it's been good. Things are good at Tower Hill. Uh, we have switched brewers and our new brewer, Sven, is absolutely wonderful. Um, it's kind of cool now because Sven is able to get a little bit more uh, leeway and he's able to brew super cool things. We've already got our Collab Fest beer planned out. We're getting really excited to brew that. Um, and BrewDog's good. Uh, super excited. I'm really excited that I have the opportunity to do stuff like this and come to Manchester and 
Um, fingers crossed, I'm going to shamelessly plug this here, that I can go to Pittsburgh and help them open because that's my hometown. Well, I think we both got to thank JB for uh, forcing you to come on the podcast here, but I'm sure the listeners agree it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you, Geraldine. Oh, cheers. I've just bumped into uh, Neil, obviously one of the regulars on the show. I say regulars, you've been on twice, but trust me, you're going to be on more in the future. Um, you live not too far from here, you're in Newton Heath. So, uh, yeah, two Brewdog bars in Manchester. How do you feel? I think that's great. We just need one more in the village now. Um, my husband's very keen on having the idea of a gay dog. <laughs> okay, I wasn't quite expecting that. <laughs> Let's do this. Tim, I am so sorry, sir. I am interrupting you from your very, very important duties. We, we're now at the stage of the evening where you've arrived back with a tray and you seem to have what looks like a shot glass on there. That's not something I've seen before. What's this all about? It's a punk boiler maker. You see, I'm not willing to spend 52 quid on a bottle of whiskey, but I thought I'd try a shot while I'm here for the night. And it's quite nice. It's quite e- nice. Excellent. Uh, listen, I've forgotten in- to introduce you to the listeners. Uh, Tim, you're from down the road in Macclesfield? Down in Macclesfield. Down in Macclesfield, 20 miles down the road, yeah. Know the beer people down there as well. Excellent. So you'll be chuffed a bit because this is your second nearest brew dog? This is the nearest now, by, by only about half a mile, but it is the nearest brew dog bar. And what's your take on the place? I mean, uh, is this a way you can imagine yourself being of an evening? It's great. It's great. I mean, it, we've got a little boy, so I can imagine bringing him here, you know, better than the Manchester bar in the middle of town. But it's a really great place. It's big. It's much bigger than the Manchester bar, bigger than other places I've been before. But I'm really enjoying the evening. It's great. So one thing that I know has caught your eye in here is the brew kit itself. Five, five hectolitre, I think it is. Uh, something like that, they've said. Uh, not on the go just yet, will be shortly. Can you imagine yourself tinkering around with this? you ever done any home brewing yourself? I'd love to, and I've done some beers with Red Willow down in Mac before, and I'd love to spend some time with the team here. It's a great-looking kit. They're really novel with the size of the kit to fit in the area they've got there. I think they're going to make some really fab beers here just for the bar here, so... It's going to be good. You mentioned Red Willow there. That's a name I think I've heard before. Who are Red Willow? Red Willow's a brewery out in Macclesfield, but they make the uh, tilting ale for Virgin Trains. So if you ever had a beer on Virgin Trains, you'll have tried their beer. Not, I don't work for them. I just like their beer. <laughs> Excellent. What's in the glass right now then, Tim? Well, now we're on the punk boilermaker with, the, I think it's called Transistor the Whiskey. And they do seem to go well together, but I've had a few tonight, so we'll see how much longer that lasts. Tim, would you do me a favour? Would you mind coming back on the podcast in the future? I've got a lot of things I'd love to chat to you about. I'd love to, Rob. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Have a good evening. You too, mate. Cheers. Hey, Graham, this might be the worst mistake I've ever made in my life. I am very, very um, enjoying my evening, let's put it that way. And uh, now we're outside and we're trying to avoid the rain. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Please, will you introduce yourself to the listeners? You're the general manager here. And um, yeah, tell us where you were before more as well. More importantly, oh, can't even speak. See, go. Uh, well, at least you're having a good time so far. <laughs> so I'm Graham. I'm the general manager of Outpost Manchester. Uh, I was, funny enough, at Brewdog Manchester 1. I was there for just pushing about three years, to be honest. So that was that was a busy old bar, great kind of vibe, one of the first ones, I think it was I think maybe 2012 it opened, so it's a good old boy, nice to kind of stand in, it's gone through all of the different phases of Brewdog from kind of chalkboards to cinema boards, so that was quite cool. So yeah, great to kind of come down here, it's a massive, massive change, it's not that far away, I think we worked out about 13 minute kind of door to door walk, so so definitely if you kind of nip to one it's easy enough to nip to the other have you brought many of your staff with you i've actually only brought one member of staff with me so i brought little lorry um he started i think two days before i did so he's kind of been there all the time um he's great with like coffees and things like that and the one thing we wanted to not do is kind of destroy a team up there like it's very much a family we all kind of work up like really well together up there so if you start splitting things up it kind of jeopardizes a little bit too much kind of the running of both of the places so we've got a brand new team here 40 strong including kitchen so a big 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 team so in terms of like hours you're gonna have to work and all the additional management of the team here do you think it's gonna be a bigger challenge for you personally I think it's going to be a massively different challenge. I wouldn't say it would be harder or easier. 
Um, it's kind of a different vibe. We definitely pull for the full table service kind of thing down here. Um, obviously, we try it like best we can up with the top one. Um, we've got a very different clientele down here, so kind of hard to the students, but then we've got loads from the MRI, we've got the Royal Northern College of Music behind us, there's like business school up and around the place, so kind of a different demographic. So it will be very interesting. I don't think it's going to be harder. Um, I'm kind of living here at the moment anyway, uh, but I just can't stay away. I know this is a bit of a daft question because I think I know the answer, but have Brewdog been like supporting you in taking on this new role and giving you assistance? Phenomenal amount. Um, there's Jen, the openings manager. I've not. There's obviously you kind of expect to walk in and kind of go right. This is going here, and it's not. It's a lot of okay, Graham. Where do you think this should go? What do you think about this? So they want to make it just as part of like what I'm doing as everything as like me helping out Brewdog kind of thing. So that's going really well. The, everyone's been incredible. So, it's a good, definitely, I mean, I'm here after three years and keep going and I don't see myself going anywhere soon, so I'm definitely happy. Ace, now we've uh, spoke quite a bit tonight with other folks about the various different bits in this bar, but one thing we didn't cover, you've got specific temperature controlled lines in this bar. Yeah, so we've got, we advertise as 24 lines, but we've actually technically got 28, 29 if you think about it. So we've got one Gamco as soon as you walk in, which is on the host stand. So that's really for like the introduction to kind of anyone who hasn't been to Brewdog before, we can give them a taste of a punk IPA straight on the door. That gives him that starts the kind of beer adventure for him. And then for any of the kind of beer like beery nerds like us, we're kind of we've got three temp control lines where we can put um imp stouts on, which definitely when I heard that I kinda of went, so I've got to have three imp stouts on at all times. Oh no. Uh, then we've obviously got the uh, another one for cask, so the punk cask, uh, that's going to be on, um, so that's like fully temp controlled on that one, just gives a lot more freedom and with, especially with our delivery systems and things like that and how we want to keep the beer fresh as possible, it means that we can serve the beer the best possible way, so very exciting. Brilliant. And uh, I should just ask, I mean, craft beer in Manchester, you've obviously been involved in it, like right in the centre of it for quite a while now, but how is the scene down here? I mean, are people drinking Foster's and Carlin or are they drinking craft beers? Well, I think we're probably, I'd say better than London. Uh, it might be a bit biased, but we have got the likes of Cloudwater around here. We've got Track, Wonder Beyond are doing some incredible things at the moment. Uh, we've got some little tastings happening this weekend with Squawk. Um, there's Alphabet Brewery, there's there's countless ones. Beatnik, really good friends of ours, really good kind of guys. So we've had a lot of them in already, kind of eyeing up the kit to see what they can do some special little collabs with, hopefully. So, yeah, like, you've got your standard lager lads, but definitely the craft beer scene is huge in Manchester. Lots of tap rooms, not that many kind of... I mean, we've got our weather spoons, but we've got lots of brewery tap rooms around the place. Graham, thank you so much for your time, buddy. Genuine pleasure. I've really, really thoroughly enjoyed being here this evening. As you can probably tell, by the way, I'm sorry in my words. Um, good luck with it all, and I really hope to see you very soon, buddy. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Of course. So um, Rob's gone away to the loo, and he's left, left me looking after things, I think. So, um, well, I've just got people on board. Dave Lee's here, friend of the show, Dave Lee. Welcome, Dave. Hello. Good to have you here. You've been in Aberdeenshire now for a few days. How's the head? Coping good. It's been fun. The weather's been awesome. The hospitality's been fantastic. Yeah, so you've been up here for it's an interesting event because you got a load of new investors, or at least new money, into BrewDog in EFP5. Yes, and we have been really looked after by BrewDog. So for, so for the listeners, you were one of the top 40 referral kings if you like so in terms of using your referral code to get people to invest in BrewDog and as a result BrewDog have brought you up to Aberdeen and up to Ellen to do a whole variety of things what sort of things have been part so of the experience? we have been brought up to the brewery in Ellen and we have been very looked after by Cameron and Doogie and the amazing team that look after EFPs we are They've taken us around the brewery. We've had tours. We have been taken into Overworks, which is a new thing for me, despite being here three times. Some very, very exciting beers in cask. 
Tokyo Brett, anyone? Is that a spoiler we want to give out? I think, oh, I think we just did. That. Yes. <laughs> and last night was interesting as well in Union Square. What, what happened there? So we got taken to Union Square and we had an all-expenses-paid meal. Um, discovered that the bar tab was open on James's credit card, so we did take advantage of that. As you As should. Anything interesting? Because sometimes James will find things, interesting beers and so on. Was there any of that? Well, managed to find the last bottle of a Hill Farmstead Saison in the fridge, which went down very well. Thank you, James. I'm sure it did. Thank you, everybody at Brewdog, for an amazing evening. Well looked after by the amazing team in Union Square. They have got it nailed down. And the whole point of the trip, I guess, was for your 40 referral beer. So in previous years, you've come up and mashed in and got involved in making the beer. It's a bit like Beatnik. It's evolved this year. You've come up to see it packaged. Is that right? Well, we didn't actually get to see any of the brewing process, but we got to try the beer yesterday with Jason Pond, who did a tasting session with us to tell us about how it was brewed, how it came up with the recipe. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a not 12% barley wine, 100 IBU. With heather honey, very sweet. I think it will age amazingly. And you will get to see it in the bars, I believe. Excellent. When you said about the honey, I thought, give that 18 months, two years. And, oh, that sounds fantastic. Buy a bottle, stick it away, enjoy. Buy two. Or buy two, or even three. Drink one (laughs) each year. (laughs) Absolutely ideal, like Orval, basically. Great to have you here, Dave. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the rest of your beatnik and we'll get a beer later. Thank you. Okay, early on, you might remember Ben of Brewdog Antarctica fame was here. Uh, I've got him uh, just recorded a few minutes ago. This is my chat with Ben after he visited the Brewdog Distilling Co. So I went on the distillery tour. Uh, it was headed up by Jono, who is part of the distillery team. He's one of the brand ambassadors for Lone Wolf and the Brewdog Distilling Company. Uh, he was kind enough to show us around where they all work, the um, the different iterations that their whiskey, gin and vodka have had to go through before being put out into production. Uh, I believe there were 197 different versions of their gin before they got to their current lineup. Um, they had to pick out all the different ingredients from different suppliers all over the world until they could make the best gin that they possibly could. Uh, John was incredibly passionate about what he does. Uh, it was really interesting to get to chat to him, get to see how they make all the different spirits at Brewdog. The um, the equipment that they've had brought in from Germany, I believe it was, uh, they had this huge, uh, huge distilling column that when they brought it in, they didn't realise that the building was too small for it, so they had to cut a hole in the roof just to be able to fit it in. Uh, after that we got to try some gin, uh, we got to try some vodka, we got to try the new rum that's coming out which is absolutely delicious. Uh, we got to try the Zealot's Heart gin which is tasting incredible. I had to buy myself a bottle of it the other day just to just keep that on hand. Very, very nice. Uh, Jono is an incredibly passionate guy, he just absolutely enthuses over everything that Brutal Stilling is doing. Uh, his background was in wine. He, was telling us all the different uh, places he got to visit uh, when he was studying. He, uh, he got to visit some incredible distilleries in the past and was telling us that uh, Brewdog are probably only one of very few distilleries in the UK that actually makes their base spirit by hand rather than buying in from a third-party manufacturer. Uh, this means that they have full control over the process from beginning to end. Uh, it was an incredibly informative tour. I uh, hope they get to do it again. Uh, with the new master tour that they're discussing at the moment on the forum and um, be incredibly interested to go back again. Awesome, thank you Ben. Forum favourites, Carrie and Wes, they're here. They've come over from America for this as well as the 40 referral day. Which is amazing and you'll have heard them on Emma's Brewdog Airline special as yes, well. exactly. So um, yeah, I'll just cut to the audio with them. And I'm delighted that Wes and Carrie Famous of the forum, Brewdog's favourite Americans. They would say, not maybe, you know, definitely if, if, you, if we were to ask you, you'd say that. How was your first Ellen Beatnik? Quite delightful, yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a lot of fun meeting all the different MFPs and putting faces with names and things like that. So it was a lot of really neat and fun. So did you join in the voting for the Beatnik beer back when it was being announced? Yes, yes, we did. It, 
but this was the way we wanted. We're like hoping it gets sweeter as time goes by, but. Yes, it's quite an interesting beer. It tasted quite young, but potential there. Is that what you thought? Yeah, it was. It seemed to be a little bit light on the toffee, but we liked the sweetness, and it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. So how does it compare when you see the scale of what BrewDog are doing in Ellen compared to what you guys see in Canal Winchester? Because you're there reasonably often. Oh, yeah. You see it quite often. What would you say the similarities are and what are the differences? Ooh, that's hard to think. Um... It seems like a lot of the they, they try to get they try to feel like and then talk to our as EFPs and say and see what we, we like and what we dislike and that kind of stuff and they right. try, they're trying to get our opinions at times and and the, the beer what go ahead the facilities oh, though the facilities are like the fact that we like slowly like needing to build like buy more things nearby like oh we're not big enough we're not big enough like U.S. side like is there but isn't even close to like having fermenters like finish out capacity like it's still. A lot more to go in this building that seems built for what we think we need versus interesting forecasting like the when we first moved L and it's like no no it's I guess you got Columbus is built for scale I guess it's a difference and am I right to say are you getting a bar in your hometown or are you getting a bar closer to you we are, we are like it's been announced in Pittsburgh we've seen the place we're just waiting for licensing I believe the usual like last hurdle like get this the local city council to like sign off on things to like start building so excited that's awesome so you've been over you're over earlier this year but you're now back for more official sort of brewdog uh, trip i guess so tell us about that what's the itinerary been why are you here i guess what, what was the, the occasion we're one of the top 10 referrals for the U at efp2 and uh, and we just and we won the trip and 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 just gave gave us a chance to meet the other EFPs that are on our group, and it was kind of fun because five of the of the ten EFPs were sitting together at, at our version of B Nick at Renegade, and so we met each other. And that was really neat. So yesterday, we had a beautiful day up with Ellen. Yesterday, like doing a lot of the same like tours that they did, had today, were like kind of previewed to all of us yesterday. Like they split us up into groups and like go taste like punk versus some of the like the natural like. Per bought out competitors like which one do we like better and sensory and seal the labs and beautiful time like touring over works and James and Martin like trying to James poor James trying to talk to us and we got to try Savage Hive Hugger the beer that the 40 Pearls voted on to do which was a barley wine with Heather Honey which was really delightful 12% I think it was yeah. like, so. it probably it was mellow really out it's a little sweet now a little like need to like mature as well Awesome stuff. Well, I hear you're off to London towards the end of next week, which will be a whole new experience, doing the Bermondsey Beer Mouse. So hopefully this podcast will be out by then so um, people can follow your thread on the EFP forum about your whole trip over here. But have a wonderful rest of your vacation. It's great to meet up with you and, and great to meet you at last. Great to meet you too, Andrew. Yep. Great to meet you, you as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So beating it wouldn't be possible without the wonderful Michael Kenyon, key member of... Cameron's EFP team and he was responsible for organizing all of this amazing beatnik Saturday afternoon. Michael Kenyon, EFP team champion, hero, <laughs> organizer of beatnik, how's today gone? It's been a roaring success, very busy, the weather was glorious, I promised it and it delivered. Yeah, you've got good forehead color going on, like me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've got a cherry tomato look going on right now, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Any disasters today or has it all been smooth sailing? There's been a couple of little hiccups, especially in the setup uh, with generators, setting up the bars, a couple of cables we needed weren't there, but all in all, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, from start to finish. Awesome, I'll, I'll echo that, been really good. What, have you tried the Beatnik beer? How, how's that been? Have you enjoyed it? I have enjoyed it, I was very impressed with it. Uh, I think it might need a little more time in the bottle till it really gets that toffee notes through, but it's still tasting like a really good stout right now. And. Assuming stuff goes down quickly tonight, what's the after party like? Where's that and can I come? Hey, I'm going to my bed to sleep, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> Michael, amazing job as ever. Really good day. We've loved it. Thanks for having us. No problem at all. Thank you for coming. Andrew, have you ever been to the Northern Monk Refectory or the brewery? I've not, Rob. Excellent. Well, that's good news because I did on behalf of the Brewdog podcast. And yeah, we have got loads and loads to talk about here. Um... Sam was very kind. He gave me about 10 minutes chatting away about everything that Northern Monk are doing and their relationship with BrewDog. So let me cut over to that audio. Here is Sam in Manchester. 
Okay, um, I'm now in the Northern Monk Refectory, which I believe, I think, is the second of two bars for Northern Monk. Uh, Sam Sam Johnson, he's here with me, he's nodding at me. I must have got that bit right so far. This place is ace, not far from Piccadilly Gardens. Uh, it is just uh, a lovely, lovely space, and this kind of shows to me what... Uh, what can really be done with a craft beer bar these days? Anyway, Sam, I'm talking. I should let you talk. Please introduce yourself. Tell folk what you do. Uh, yeah, so my name's Sam. I am the general manager here at Northern Monk Refectory. So yeah, I, uh, I joined the company uh, for this site. So I've been with Northern Monk since um, since August last year. Yeah, came on board specifically for this opening. Um, really, really excited to be a part of this project. Ace, now, uh, how is it actually going here? I mean, the bar, like I said, is looking stunning. Are, are you, as you're doing the numbers, is it nice and busy? It is indeed, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's it's easy for me to sit on the inside of the company and say that the uh, the brand's got a pretty strong presence right now, but I think that's been uh, reflected in how we've how we've how we've done so far since opening. I remember very pretty vividly um, opening weekend we had queues around the corner trying to get in so that was it's uh, quite a nice thing to see after a few weeks of hard work yeah absolutely brilliant and well speaking of the brand and um, for folk who've been living under a rock and um, we should probably explain what what northern monk actually is and um, most folk would have heard you via being guests at uh, agm or um northern monk bottles and things being sold in brew dog bars but yeah um how did northern monk came about and how did you get involved a bit of background on the on the company um so the company was started by russ who's uh, who's the owner um six years ago now um, he, he started uh, the brewery pretty much, pretty much in the garage with a £5,000 loan from, uh, from Grandma, I believe, Grandma Bissett. Um, and yeah, we've, uh, we've grown pretty substantially since then, I think it's fair to say. We've, uh, yeah, we've brewed at capacity since inception, every year since inception. So uh, we've gone through some, some pretty considerable growth in the last few years. Um, obviously, for those who don't know, uh, mainly through the crowdfunding campaign we ran last year where we, we set a target of, I think, half a million pounds, and we actually ended up um, achieving 1.5 million pounds, um, yeah, short of the target date as well, so that, that really took off, yeah, absolutely. With regards to my involvement in this, um, I'm actually from Buxton originally. Um, I actually worked for Buxton Brewery before this, um, and I moved up to Leeds pretty specifically to, to get involved with this project. Um, so I kept badgering the right people until they eventually gave me a job, so just happened to time it well for this one. Excellent. I should say as well, this is, although we're this bar's in Manchester, the uh, the brewery itself's in Leeds, isn't Indeed, it? Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering, um, how how do Lancashire folk get on with a Yorkshire brewery? <laughs> uh, it's funny you should ask. Actually, so we've we've run obviously being you know a, a Leeds based a Yorkshire based brewery. We've had a couple of um, specifically beer campaigns in the last few months that we've been quite conscious of of how they might or. Or would be received here in Manchester. Uh, the first one being the Henderson's Relish beer we did. Obviously, you know, a massive, a massive thing. I know particularly Sheffield as opposed to Yorkshire as a whole, but very much a, a Yorkshire staple, a Sheffield staple. Um, and although it was the brewery's um, one of the brewery's largest and most successful social campaigns, it was for us here in Manchester too. Um, we sold out of the beer. Um, on the same night we had it in so to see that means that I don't think the uh, I don't think it's quite as severe a rivalry as some people may think so yeah that was uh, we also we, we run the uh, they don't mess with Yorkshire beers so they're a, a run of um, special beers we did or we do um, most recently we launched a, a rhubarb and custard version of the don't mess with uh, with Yorkshire beer uh, and again same thing we, we launched that last Friday alongside one of our patrons beers and we sold it out on the night so yeah that was pretty successful um, craft beer in Manchester um, I mean Certainly, I, when I was a student down here, the craft beer scene was non-existent because, you know, it's only really exploded in the UK in the last few years anyway. Helped by Brewdog, certainly helped by Northern Monk around here. So, yeah, as someone who now lives in Manchester, how do you find the craft beer scene around here? Well, I mean, interesting point to start with is I'm actually Leeds-based. I don't live in Manchester, so I have spent a fair amount of time in Manchester drinking, um, <laughs> as a few people have, I'm sure. It's, I first started drinking in Manchester certainly through the craft beer industry probably four or five years ago and even in that that relatively short amount of time it's it's changed massively um helped certainly by 
I think it's probably fair to say Cloudwater have probably led that in, in recent years, um, excelling pretty much across the board, um, but obviously you know, reinforced by people like Marble who have been around a few years longer. Um, breweries like Tracker are starting to, you know, to really push out some excellent beers. So it's, you know, the breweries and the the kind of the desire to get hold of, of better quality beer in the city is is bringing more people, more bars like us. You know, there's a reason we opened up in Manchester last year. And one of those reasons is it's got such a fantastic beer scene now, um, such variety. Um, and yeah, obviously a Bundabust who yet again beat us to the punch opening a new city as they seem to every time. Um, obviously those guys come over from Leeds as well um, and have been equally as successful. Um, bringing um, you know, craft beer focused, although they, they pump out some pretty excellent food and all as well. Um, yeah, a uh, craft beer focused uh, restaurant, you know, obviously coming in and done really, really well. So um, I think it's great, I think it's fantastic. Um, and then obviously we have Port Street around the corner as well, who've been, I don't know how many years it's been now, but you know, still as busy, as, success, as successful as ever. Yeah, so speaking of other breweries, I was going to ask about the relationship with BrewDog. Now, you can't speak on behalf of the company. I was just wondering if you personally, did BrewDog ever pop up on your radar? I mean, now there's a second bar opening, but I mean, even just in the supermarkets, do there's something that registers with you normally? Um, I mean, I, I can only kind of speak from... The BrewDog bar in Manchester is the opposite side of the city, so with regards to actually kind of getting into it and drinking it, it's not something we really do a lot, but that's more just because of its location and where it is. Um, saying that, we do have a great relationship with the guys who run the BrewDog bars. They've um, All their recruitment drive for the new place has been held here in our downstairs bar, so we've we've hosted all that for them, which has been great. Nice to meet all those all those guys that are going to be coming in and working at that new place. Um, I think we were saying before we started this um, that a few of our staff went over for the, uh, the family and friends night last night and had a pretty excellent time so um, but with regard to seeing the Brewdog beer I think um, I don't know yeah I, I mean I'm kind of it's a, it can sometimes be a little bit of a bubble running a bar for a specific brewery because you end up just getting very wrapped up in, in, in the beer you're serving um, which is certainly not a bad thing in the case of Northern Monk but um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see if the if the second Brewdog bar does bring a little bit more. Excellent. Um, I did get a question from a listener, but I don't think you're going to really be able to help me on this one. They were just asking about um, subscription boxes. Uh, I know there's been a few comments about them being a bit samey or something, but again, I know you can't comment, but have you have you heard, is there any changes coming up or anything? Um, all I can really say on the matter is that, you know, knowing the uh, the office staff personally, I know how receptive they are to, to feedback. So, and they would encourage people to do so. Um, so I think there's been quite a lot of it in the last few months, feedback-wise, um, and you know any any requests or thoughts people have got on how things can be done differently. I'm I'm absolutely certain they will be heard, um, and there may well be changes afoot coming soon. Although I can't I can't confirm <laughs> that one. Uh, yeah, there there might be changes coming soon. Okay, uh, Sam, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you get on. I know you've got a big booking coming in later. I saw it actually on the BrewDog forums. But yeah, um, the Powerhouse series, um, what is that? And uh, why am I seeing all sorts of excitement about it relating to Northern Monk this year? Um, so, yeah, a little bit of background on that. Um, this was um, an idea created by uh, Wyland Brewery, uh, Dave Stone up at Wyland, um, which we were a part of last year. Um, which is uh, essentially a, a collaboration series between um, the hosting brewery and a number of other northern-based breweries, and it is simply a celebration of um, the fantastic breweries we have in the north, um, everything the north stands for, uh, and the quality of beer we're now starting to we're now starting to see coming out of these northern breweries. Um, Dave kindly passed the baton on to Russ, uh, Northern Monk, last year. Um, well, he handed it over last year. Um, for us to run this year, so yeah, we've uh, we've we've been brewing away with with um, seven other breweries. Um, so we, I can list them now because it's actually been announced. So yeah, yeah. Um, so Donzoko up in the northeast, Wylam by the river, also Newcastle based, um, North Track. Cloudwater and Buxton Brewery, uh, the collaborating breweries, um, with a very, I actually managed to try the full range yesterday for the first time, and people should be very, very excited for this. Yeah, there's a good range of beers, good variety, but all really, really high quality. 
Excellent. Well, I look forward to my free one in the post when head office here. This wonderful interview you've just done. Uh, uh, Sam, I'm glad to say I'm going to let you get on. I need to get over to Brewdog uh, anyway. So um, thank you very much for your time, buddy. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Nice talking to you. Thanks very much. So yeah, that was Sam, and thank you again to everyone who took the time out to talk to me in Manchester. It was really, really great to see and hear what the beer scene is doing in Manchester. It's on the rise as quickly as everything else seems to be in that city just now. And can I say a personal thank you to Reese, who did a sterling job of feeding me my own body weight inside it on Thursday evening and got me... Got, put it this way, he got me in a state that when I was heading off to get my flight at six in the morning... I was fine. Absolutely fine. Possibly still feeling the effects. Fine's not the word you used <laughs> when you text me in the morning. <laughs> after, after a night, an EFB launch night in Manchester, I was fine. Uh, Chris, your timing is excellent. We're away to wrap this podcast up. Where have you been while we've been recording? I've there? just been on the uh, Site 3 and 4 tour. Site 3 and 4? There's a fourth site? Uh, I, I don't know. It all melds into one nowadays. <laughs> that, was, um, that was the tour that I was supposed to be on, but I'm busy recording the podcast. He's correct. How is the new Canyon line? Did you get to nerd out? Uh, there was a hell of a lot of it. Is that it? That's your entire take. <laughs> that wasn't my entire take. No, it's really interesting. It's amazing how much uh, it looks so much calmer now, uh, whereas before everything looked uh, like there wasn't enough space. It really looks like they're kind of luxuriating in space now. And uh, Well, that's something James said in the Q&A, because I asked him a question about capacity, and he said, actually, they're in a quite luxurious position now, where they've got enough space. It really feels like that as well. Um, just plenty of space, plenty going on. Um, really, it's a canning line. So you've seen a small canning line. You've seen a big canning line. Uh, they've got a lot more technology going on, obviously, and and uh, trying to get rid of spoils and stuff like that. But really, it's very interesting. Well worth another tour. Now, I don't want to be this guy, Chris, but have you actually got a meat stack burger and chips? I, I, I do indeed. And why did you not bring me one? You uh, had one earlier. I apologise. I thought the one you had earlier was enough. Why are you ruining my day? <laughs> anyway, it's your song, Rob, that's on the background here. I bet that you look good in the dance floor. Thank you. Right. Um, Chris, are you aware of Bruce Cameron? I have heard of him. I have him on tape. Would you like to hear his joke? No. Go on, do that joke. Yeah, see these jokes? Are we going to get a laugh one of these days? Very, very unlikely with the way you do them. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um... I'm trying to find out, trying prepping for um, for Christmas time already because it's, it's middle, of my, middle of the year, six months to go and I've asked my daughter what she wanted for Christmas and she said she wanted a Barbie so I bought a twin burner Loft, mate Dearie me One of my oldest friends as well I'm so glad he's Is he quite old? Right Is that what you're saying? He <laughs> <laughs> does, does have a bit of a grey thing going on in his hair right now He's slightly it? older than me, so yes <laughs> Okay, that's it for this podcast a uh, final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash Brewdog News for all the details. And that cool video that Kevin Mitchell from Brewdog... What? Brewdog? Is he? <laughs> wow, the Hazy Jane's kicking it. From Border Digital helped us put together. Now let's give everyone a chance to say where you can be found online. And by everyone, I mean you, Andrew. Where can people find you? I'm Andrew on the forum. Go and have a look at the forum and see me meeting a wonderful dog earlier today called Freya. I know I keep going on about this, but Freya's there. You can also check out our Instagram. And I've put up some great pictures. Well, into the story again. You'll miss this because it's in the story. But I'll try and capture those and post them as a thing. You know that thing where you can see what happened before in the story? Anyway. Are you okay, there. mate? Are you yeah. all right? Still going. Uh, oh, it's Chris. the internet, so I don't know what's going on. Chris, you're not, you're not even a regular guest. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? I'm not Nixon almost everywhere that counts. Ace, and you've been doing some great photos for us. If you're looking on Facebook and wondering who took those amazing photographs, that is my friend, Chris. Yes, thanks, Chris. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter. I'm the same Sunscream on the forums. You can also find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number on 01224-518-501. You can email me, studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. You'll get me right there. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast, and our Twitter is at brewdognews. As Andrew mentioned, our Instagram, it's brewdognewspodcast. 
show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to check out the website where we've always got the show notes of the latest episode. That's it. We're going. Let's go get a beer. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.